Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Hello, Internet. What's going on, y'all out there? Welcome to another episode of the Get Geek podcast we're very excited about our topic this week and we know that many of our fans out there are certainly also very excited about our topic this week but first let's do our quick introductions for the whole crew you guys know me i'm jose this is wolfie aj what 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 happened have you guys merged into one sentient being where did that come from (laughs) fusion dance I lie. Yeah. Fusion. Fusion. Ha. <laughs> okay. We are neither Eli nor AJ. We are <laughs> Elijah. <laughs> Elijah. Yes. That's the there one. You go. That's perfect. Elijah is joining us this week. The perfect fusion of, of AJ and Eli. Yes. And but, well, um, you monkeys, I'm Golden Walt. Yeah. That was a very bad. That was a very bad impression of Frieza. Frieza by the way. Oh boy, that's okay. It's hard to do Frieza. That I mean, it is very a woman bad. that does the American voice acting. Linda yeah. Young is the is the voice actor for uh, Frieza. But anyways, we're not talking Dragon high. Ball this week. We're talking about some other stuff this week. Before we get to that, though, I just want to mention we are recording remotely. So if there are any sound issues or artifacts that y'all are experiencing out there, please let us know. Any feedback is appreciated. We're doing our best to make sure that the sound gets better every week. So bear with us. And again, thank you for our fans out there that are listening week in and week out, whether our sound is terrible or not. And we think it's pretty good. But beyond that, for our fans as well, and for those of you that are maybe our fledgling fans or that want to be our fans, the best way to support your podcast, your favorite podcast crew, is to like, rate, share, and subscribe the podcast. We're available on iTunes. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, all of your favorite podcast platforms, wherever podcasts are sold. Right, 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 right. So this week, what's our topic, guys? I think it's a pretty big one for the nerds out there. We are talking about a little show on Disney Plus called The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. It's a little show. It's, It's not really that big. I think it's kind of more indie. Nobody's really into it. We're kind of like the first people to see the show and bring it to the consciousness because we know that nobody really likes Star Wars. Anyways, anyways, guys, why don't we talk about first how we saw it, right? We tried to to do a a group watch on Disney Plus. Does anybody want to talk about our experience doing that? Do we have a a very apt? Oh, sorry. (laughs) What's that? What's that? Go ahead. That's a very apt 
initial description tried tried to do <laughs> the Disney group didn't watch. quite work. <laughs> tried. I got to say that it should it should be a whole lot easier to do a group watch. Um, Just profile. (laughs) (laughs) Disney Plus profile. Don't talk about my profile, okay? (laughs) His his profile on Disney Plus is literally profile. Profile. Wait, is (laughs) that because you're... Private, yeah, it says profile when we, oh, when really? we saw you in the. Oh, group that's watch. what you meant. I thought I thought you were talking about like the whole Mickey Mouse picture. <laughs> no, that's fine, no. dude. Mickey Mouse is dope. It's yeah, just I didn't even realize that my profile is just profile. <laughs> yeah, you are the you are the one that that shall not be named in group watch. <laughs> yeah, like way. literally, Jose, you on the WhatsApp and was like, "Who the heck is profile?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, figured it was interesting you. because, like, on my end, it says Gabriel. Hi, Gabe. You know, or hi, Gabriel. And hmm, I log maybe. in and stuff. Maybe it's a privacy setting thing. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason why group watch didn't work. (laughs) Maybe there's something to it. But like, yeah, we kept we kept getting out of sync. Right. Because a couple of people in our crew, we actually had the podcast crew. We had a couple of other people watching with us as well. (laughs) Some friends and family. And we couldn't get quite in sync right away. Right, guys? Like it was a bit tough to get it all together. I think the other person, the the our our family member, the other person that was on there, um, mm-hmm. he couldn't get on, but fu- somehow he found a way to keep rewinding it back to the beginning. Yeah, know? like Which he literally weird. said he couldn't get on, he couldn't see anything, but yet there was a there was a part where like for a good minute and a half he kept rewinding it back <laughs> to the beginning. We're like, what yeah. the heck is going on here? You know, I feel like every time it was connecting and then disconnecting, maybe. It would just restart it. It would restart it. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Maybe. The experience wasn't terrible, though. I do like the fact that anybody can pause it um, instead of having to, like, type to somebody or like, whatever, which you can't that's do when you watch, by the way. Mm-hmm. You can't type anything. It's all emoji-based reactions yeah, that's with bad. your friends. That's bad. Which is, yeah, that's not the, my favorite feature. It would be nice if you had some sort of chat feature to talk about it a little bit. But we just used our WhatsApp group where we created one to have a group conversation about the episode. So you mean the See, here's, was, here's my thing okay, with that, right? right? So like that's yeah. that's how that's how the group watch in olden times uh, has has always <laughs> been done. Everybody gets in a group chat and we yeah. all hit play at the same time, <laughs> yeah. and then we can do our emojis and chat through WhatsApp and or Messenger or whatever it is. <laughs> right. So like this, it, it, I almost feel like the group watch was more of a hindrance. Yeah, you were actually a couple of minutes ahead of us too, right? Because you were like, "I was, I was." So I, I I was (laughs) only because I was watching it already, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you guys it restarted because you guys had that restarting issue and stuff like that, and and I was, you know, wasn't by myself watching it also, and and you know, I I, it just, I don't want to say it was uncomfortable, but we were already watching it. We we already knew that I wasn't gonna be part of the group the the group watch anyway. Mm-hmm. So I figured, let me just keep watching it, and I'll just make sure that I won't spoil anybody, Jose. Okay. 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 So, <laughs> um, so you probably finished like thirty minutes before we did. No, 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 no. Only a couple. I, had, I, no, no, I, I finished like I five minutes. Yeah. I, I'm yeah, kidding, it was, but, it was, but far. It, it was just it was just one of these things where it felt like we were spending thirty minutes just to get the damn thing working. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and we were already thirty minutes late because of someone not showing up on time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, what was I going to say? I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, and also it must have felt like a good 30 minutes after that final moment of the episode 
for you wolfie like just oh yeah joy oh yeah i was just magic like, oh man but we're not gonna spoil that yet guys not at all we're, I'm, we're gonna savor that moment we are definitely not are we really that. yes we are Are we really we I'm are savoring sure that moment look this is my time we don't want to spoil it listen first you had your time you had your time with i still uh, have my Lone time. wars you had uh-huh. your time with clone wars no and, he's still and, around and dude yeah that's fine but like that's that show's over now okay and, and this is my time back. it's, it's my back. time it's my it time is dodgy. Is it right. really though and we'll get there anyway <laughs> should we do a synopsis let's do a quick synopsis of the ep- synopsis excuse me of the episode and then we'll jump in and talk about some of our favorite aspects of cinematography of acting of details of the episode and kind of open it up for a conversation shall we do it shall we yeah all right all right so let's do it let me do a quick synopsis of the episode for the, our fans out there and of course we are getting definitively into spoiler territory here so if you haven't seen the episode go watch the episode once twice three times and then come back and listen to our analysis of the episode because it's pretty much the best damn analysis you're going to listen to pretty much anywhere okay so let's get into it so we open the episode with our with our hero Mando and baby Yoda uh, seeking out a a alien named Gore Koresh, who seems to be some sort of mafioso or like gang leader. Um, he is voiced by John Leguizamo, which of course this uh, show is becoming famous for casting for having various actors in cameos or various comedians doing cameos, which is pretty great. And John Leguizamo plays a great role here, right? So Mando comes across him. He's looking for information on other Mandalorians. Um, and he hears that Gore Koresh actually knows where there's another Mandalorian. So he can begin to kind of gather some more information on his on his people and maybe get a, an assist possibly with Baby Yoda, it seems. Uh, there's a lot of reasons that he wants to find out some, where some other Mandalorians are, but... So we have this conflict in the beginning, and we do get to see a pretty a pretty nice moment with some Gamorrean guards uh, fighting in the ring. Uh, they meet in this sort of arena, and uh, there's that fight going on. He has a conversation with Gore Koresh about trying to get some more information on where Mandalorians are. And Gore Koresh, uh, basically, like most guys, ends up being the bad guy. And I, I kind of like this scene. It, it opens very similar to the scene that opens season one. The, the combat in that scene, there's a nice moment where he kind of uses the the grapple hook or the 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 line to tie Gore Koresh's legs up after the conflict goes bad and hang him up and and basically do the same thing that he did, but in a different way, like take out Gore Koresh in the same way that he took out that guy with the with the grappling hook in the door, chopping him in half in season one. So nice little moment. Gore Koresh tells him that there is a Mandalorian on Tatooine, right? So, of course, Mando, who's been there, doesn't quite believe that, but he dispatches Gore Koresh in an interesting way, and we'll get to that later when we get a little more detail. We, got, we can talk about that. Um, and then he goes, to, he goes to Tatooine, and we see, once again, we see the return of Peli, Amy Sedaris's character, um, who basically seems like now she's going to be Mando's de facto um, mechanic for his ship. And maybe somebody to help him out with Baby Yoda from time to time, although there is some doubt there, which we will, of course, get into in more detail again later. Um, But so we get this moment where we get a call back to some video games um, and some locations on Tatooine that are only featured in video games until now. Most Spiegel is the 
is the place where they say that the or most pygal i'm not quite sure how to pronounce it you guys help me out if i if i'm getting that wrong um and that's where he's told the mandalorian that is on tatooine is most likely going to be so he goes to that town and we get uh, a nice little kind of western walk through all the people are coming out of their homes and kind of observing mando as he comes into the town again this very very heavy western theme that the show is leaning on we get a nice little easter egg moment um we get sam whitwer who is actually one of the people that comes out of his out of his home in that scene for those who don't know sam whitwer is huge in the star wars universe he was in the force Unleashed video games uh he did voicing for darth maul correct right and for palpatine yep. as well in some of the cartoons so he's a big 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 star wars guy um and we definitely love sam whitwer it's nice to see him in the episode get a little uh acknowledgement of his of his you know how important he is to the star wars universe right Mm-hmm. So he goes to this town, Mando does, and we run into somebody wearing Boba Fett's armor. Doesn't quite fit right, though. Okay, and doesn't. yeah, it fits a little wrong, which I think is kind of the point. But of course, again, we can kind of open up that up to some discussion. And we get um, we get we learn, I should say, that this is actually not Boba Fett in the in the Mandalorian armor and Boba Fett's uh, Durasteel armor, not Beskar which I wonder if that's going to end up being a little bit of a plot hole at some point when we find out some fates for certain characters later. But I digress. Uh, we run into Timothy, Timothy Oliphant, and he tells a story about how he acquired Boba Fett's armor. Essentially, that town was its very much like Justified, which I love. Timothy Oliphant kind of plays with that. Um and he kind of plays with that theme in this episode, and John Favreau kind of plays with that. He gets to be like the marshal of this town named Cobb Venth, which I'm not familiar with. Um, you guys can tell me a little bit more about him later because you're more the the well versed people for the Star Wars cartoon universe. Um, but he plays a marshal named Cobb Vanth, who basically, long story short, some some thugs try to take over Moss Pygel and or Moss Pelgos. That's what it is. Excuse me, I'm totally getting it wrong. Moss Pelgos is the name of this town on Tatooine. Um, he he is kicked out of the town, basically, by these this gang that kills everyone and enslaves everyone in the town. And he runs into some Jawas and basically ends up buying Boba Fett's armor from them uh, after they save him from a certain death out in the middle of the desert. And he uses Boba Fett's armor to return to Mos Pelgos and save the town, basically. Becomes sort of the town's marshal or sheriff or whatever else after that. And that's where we find him when we get to the present right here in The Mandalorian. Uh, So Mando, of course, is very upset that somebody else has Mandalorian armor, and he tries to basically duel Cobb Vanth, like a gunfighter duel, again, leaning heavily on those Western themes. He duels him to get Boba Fett's armor back, but they're interrupted by another character from Star Wars canon, or another monster from Star Wars canon that really gets fleshed out here, and that was also in Knights of the Old Republic, by the way, in a mission on Mos Pelgos, where Mos Pelgos was first mentioned in Star Wars canon. We get a crate dragon, okay? And there's a lot of cool details that I want to talk about regarding the crate dragon later, including the sound that he makes and a lot of other things. But this interrupts their duel, and they decide, basically, instead of dueling each other, that Boba Fett, or excuse me, that Cobb Vanth will give Mando the Boba Fett armor, if he helps him to kill the crate dragon. All right. So 
they go and try to kind of scout out what they can do to kill the monster. And they happen upon some sand people, which is pretty awesome. Again, there's some great details we can talk about with them later and some nice Easter eggs. They run into the sand, sand people and we have a nice moment where Mando communicates with them in their language. And we learn that he's actually kind of an ally to them, which if you remember last season, they sort of became allies in one of the episode. Um, and what essentially ends up happening is, again, they kind of throw together a, a great spaghetti Western storyline where the people of the town of Mos Pelgos and the sand people who have always been enemies decide to band together in order to kill the crate dragon. So it's it's a little bit of a throwback and a callback to some episodes from last season as well, I think, where they kind of gathered up the town in order to face a singular threat. Um, and I think it works well again here. But again, we'll open that up to opinions later on. So, again, they just decide to come together and kill this crate dragon. And basically what happens is, of course, they all band together. They find a way to take out the crate dragon by the end of the episode. Um, all together, they, they figure out a plan and they take out this gigantic monster. It's a great scene, in my opinion. And we get some, some great moments with the Tusken Raiders, the Sand People, and all kinds of other characters in the end here. And after the crate dragon gets taken out, we get a very, very big moment and a very, very big reveal. There's a figure staring at the twin sons of Tatooine. And you're going to leave you know it what? there. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, you know, yeah I, I will leave it there. I was going to say either Wolfie, you tell us who it is, <laughs> or we can save it for later. Well, Let's we'll save get it for there. Later. We'll get there. We're going to save that for later. You know, it's a big reveal. Later. It's a moment that we want to save her. But let's oh, talk a little bit about so the good. actual episode. Yes. Um, what did you guys think in general of the episode? I thought that it was great. I always love myself a kaiju-sized monster to fight. And, of course, <laughs> yeah, there were some true. pretty funny moments. Like, I don't know. Return there the were. Moment. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the episode a lot. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there. It gets... It, I think that there is a sense that it was kind of a filler episode again, but I, I'm we're going to talk about that later. I really disagree. I think that this is something that's going to advance the plot in a huge way. And we've seen so far that that characters that kind of get introduced, even in small moments, kind of return later. And I think we're going to see that with Cobb Vanth as well and a few other characters, perhaps. And definitely with the character by the end of the episode that we see in that moment. But I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and it, it was, I thought it was a great episode. I think it's a great start. And I think it was nice that they kind of jumped into it pretty quickly into some big, big plot details and some big, big moments and see, expanded upon it beyond just what the storyline was last season. See, I kind of disagree there because I felt like, mm -hmm. I felt like they jumped too quick into some like heavy plot points. Right. So like in this, in, in this one episode, some of the stuff that we were already looking forward to, um, they kind of just like popped the balloon right there. You know, we got Cobb Vanth. We got the surprise at the end. Um, and not only that, but we also have like essentially Cobb Vanth's, you know, whole persona. His character was already ended. Like we introduced him, we developed him, and then we ended his storyline for the most part. He, he, he is most likely still going to show up. We discussed this already that he's most likely going to show up again. Mm -hmm. um, but not as the Boba Fett armor wearing Marshall that there's still some sort of conflict in the sense with Mando and him, right? The conflict being 
Mando wants his armor back and Cobb Vanth needs to get it to him. That could have been a little bit more, I guess, expanded, you know, or mm-hmm. just drawn out a little bit. And, you know, I, I, I think that like as, as much as I enjoyed the episode, I didn't 100% love it because I felt like the mm-hmm. joy that I had from the very first episode of the first season. I mean, when that episode came out, I saw it again right after. You know, I was like, wait, I need to see this again because it was, it was just like it, it left me wanting so much more. And while this one still leaves me wanting, I'm still super looking forward to the next, you know, episode. I almost like I don't feel like I have to re- like, I mean, I do have to I do have to rewatch it, but I, I, I just didn't have that same excitement for the for this first episode as I did for the first episode of season mm-hmm. one. Yeah. OK, OK. Um, uh, Eli, I- what about you? Yeah, I, I like this episode um a lot, but there were, it, it didn't really catch my all of my attention. Like mm-hmm. like Wolfie said, it didn't it, it wasn't the same as the first episode where I, I wanted to watch where I wanted it to come come out like literally the next day. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it we had no pop. What right? do you mean? Like as in like there was no like like I don't know, like like think like all right. I'm sorry to cut in on Eli, but just Eli, don't you think like if you remember the first episode, mm-hmm. the super cool factor, like there was so many cool factors in that yeah. first episode, like Mando walking into the bar, not saying a single word and then just like goes into attack. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's an entrance. We didn't get like the entrance, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. I felt like there was like moments that could have been like more, you know, just Wow. I think I like that beginning though because we got we got the hero Mando by the end of season one and they reestablished in this beginning like no he's kind of ruthless he can be a bad dude like he can be spiteful and evil and murderous sure and, like he's a good guy but like don't forget this guy's a bounty hunter like with maybe a heart of gold kind of like the character that Timmy Oliphant plays in like everything he's in he's like always the the chaotic good guy right. So that's kind of why I thought that moment was good. But what about the rest of you guys? What other thoughts did you? Well, have no, I still, I still, I still wanted, I still wanted to hear from Eli, like what he, like as far as comparing it to like that moment, like the, mm-hmm. if he felt there was any moments like that in 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 this episode, mm-hmm. you know, like cool moments, any cool factor moments. Yeah, I don't know if anybody. I, I'm pretty sure somebody else realized this. I guess, but mm-hmm. it, it kind of felt like Mando. He would. There wasn't really any. There was cool factor, obviously, but it wasn't as much as before. His personality seemed not dull, but there were there were points where you could. It was just like he was. I really just felt like he was just just speaking and not really. There wasn't really personality, I guess, or any of that mm-hmm. coolness that he had in the first episode with how yes, how he could be like just being a bounty, just being a bounty hunter. What did I, I what did our guest say? The our our guest not for of the podcast. They said that uh, some of the episode early on seemed like Mass Effect Mass Effect exposition. I don't know. Did you guys? Someone said that. Yeah, like way? someone in the, like the group chat said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah one yeah, of yeah. one of our our crew said that while we were watching the episode in the group chat. Yeah, my did brother you guys feel my brother in law the same that. way. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys feel sort of the same way as that? Is that kind of what the issue is like issue was, I guess, maybe early on and maybe why it didn't hit as hard as the season one premiere? 
you know, you know, to me, it, and I know this is probably going to be controversial with you guys, but it, it kind of mm-hmm. felt like we were starting with a filler episode. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it didn't, like, especially the way that season one ended with such, ex, you know, it was so explosive and, you know, we had the big reveal of Moff Gideon and stuff like that. And then we jump into this episode and it's almost like, and I, I understand that there is going to be deeper tie-ins throughout the season with this, but we got none of any of the impact of what happened in the first one it was almost as if this was a brand new episode a brand new series and we're starting off with mando looking for armor looking for you know other mandalorians to help him not even Mm -hmm. and i i get the fact that they don't know that moff gideon is dead and stuff like that but it just it felt like one of those episodes that we had issues with in the middle of season one where it's like you know there isn't there isn't anything in the show that provides stakes for the rest of the season. Now, I could be wrong because obviously this is the very beginning of the season and we don't know what's going to happen going forward, but it just felt like there wasn't enough of a direct tie-in to the first season. And it, it kind of, mm-hmm. and it was a great episode. Don't, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. For, if you want to say it's a filler episode, I'm not saying that in a negative way. Uh-huh. But it was still it was a good episode, but I just didn't feel that there wasn't enough tie back. A great you know, episode and, with with so, flaws, maybe. Yeah. So so know. here's the thing. So mm-hmm. well, yeah. The so I guess like the, I don't necessarily want to call it a filler episode, but I felt right. like it felt and like that's we why had I said like, it's going to be controversial yeah. the way I I say it I, because I, you know it is. <laughs> no, so like I, I don't think that there's controversy. See, my thing is like it's not like I think that like yes, it could be a filler episode, but I think that would be a better accurate description is that it kind of has an issue that the last season of Game of Thrones had, where like some episodes were out of place or out of order. I felt like this would have been yeah, a great third episode. Exactly. That I think that's where you know I'm coming I mean? from. I don't think as yeah. a season premiere, this kind of this kind of fit with what we know of the of the series. It, it kind of yeah. felt a little underwhelming just because of the fact that it's the season premiere and maybe that's yeah, i mean maybe that's a better way for, for me to describe it maybe the use of filler is probably the wrong word to use you know okay. but it, it felt underwhelming like i was excited super excited to see the mandalorian season season two uh-huh. and then when i saw it i was like okay okay yeah exactly bad. exactly yeah. no pop there was exactly. no like you know, I watched and, it two and a half times already, so I, I maybe that's coloring my opinion of it a little bit more because there were details that I noticed that I thought were interesting. But there was yeah, a lot like, of Easter eggs. The, I know, will, I will but, give it that. You know, but see, yeah. here's the thing: like details are obviously important, but that's not what the the episode should be about. Like it's what makes Star Wars beautiful and wonderful. Okay, you know, I was recently asked like why why is that people love Star Wars so much? I'm like, it's because of all the little details and callbacks to every mm-hmm. single other Star Wars property mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, but a lot. <laughs> the thing is that for a premiere, mm-hmm. when you're premiering a second season, you have to answer in your first episode, or at least part of your first episode, should be answering the questions that you have during the gap. Like, okay, so what's Mando, what's Mando been doing? What is mm-hmm. he up to and stuff like this, right? You know what I mean? Like, so if his whole thing is like, where are, where is, is looking for more Mandalorians, then show me him struggling to find more Mandalorians or getting more information and stuff like that. Show me him 
you know, in, in the desert, like looking and asking and going to different places until he finally gets, um, gets to, uh, John Leguizamo's character, gets mm. the information that he needs. And then he travels to Tatooine and then that's episode two. Right. I was going to say, maybe we have like some moments early in the episode where he's, where he finds out that, that, uh, John Leguizamo's character, Gore Koresh has yeah. that information. Maybe there's a fight or a struggle or anything like, or something like that for him to get that information. And then maybe, like you said, later in the episode, we have his meeting with Gore Koresh or maybe in episode two, but I want to ask if anybody wants to give a little bit of an opinion on this, and I know this gets into some some territory where we're rewriting the episode, but is there anything specific besides what we've mentioned that you guys wanted to see from the premiere that we didn't get? And and I will say for me, um, I did want a little bit of a hint of what happened to what, what Moff Gideon has been up to as well. Mm-hmm. I will say that that's something that I would like to see, not like necessarily a whole bunch of scenes, but maybe just something maybe near the end of the episode where we show where he is, who he's trying to to talk to in order to find Mando and all that. And that's for me, I guess. Is there anything particular that you guys wanted to see very quickly um, in this episode maybe that you didn't get to see? Well, I, I think there's there's one thing that I, I the episode did that I wish they that they didn't. And I'm going to kind of echo what Wolfie said, and that deals with Cobb Vance's character and the very mm-hmm. ending, and the very ending. And we'll talk about the very ending later, but Cobb mm-hmm. Vance's character, you know, in his whole reason, I guess, for existing in the Star Wars universe is kind of to give give Boba Fett, you know, and his armor a place to exist, right? And yeah. so I wish that he had kept the armor just a little bit longer, because yeah. then, because then that way, you get to get that character, and I, I think the way Timmy Olyph- T- Timothy Oliphant played that character was great. Now, it looked weird, perfect, actually. Yeah, it looked <laughs> weird with the armor on him. You know what I'm saying? Because I thought that was the point, ra- though. He's rather skinny. Yeah, he's rather skinny, so it, it looked like he was really cosplaying and whatnot. Yeah. If anything. <laughs> But I get it because you know what he's just taking on. It's not his armor, so it's obviously yeah. not fitted toward him. It doesn't belong him to him. It doesn't right. fit him. I think that was a, a point, and maybe it did yeah. look a little silly, though. I agree with you. No, it did. But you know what? It, it makes sense in the context of what they're trying to do. But I would have liked him to keep it a little bit longer, and maybe uh-huh. you know what? I, I I just it seemed that we Excuse we me. got his his resolution with the armor done. In like thirty minutes. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm that's saying. It. So you know, it could have, it's it's a missed opportunity. It's a yeah, missed yeah opportunity. it really is. You know? Okay. All right. Let's. Yeah let let's talk about some some specific details of the episode. Maybe let's talk about the action because for me, okay, as as many and I acknowledge the episode certainly had some flaws. I thought it was a great episode overall. But I thought the action was fantastic in this episode. Me personally, I thought the the action with the crate dragon. I thought the action that opened the episode, like I said, the callback thematically to season one, episode one, where he has a conflict in a bar or a cantina or like some seedy place. I thought that was a cool action scene. Uh, I will say that I think it's hilarious, and I mentioned this during the group watch. It's really hilarious that people keep trying to punch Mando in the helmet with bare hands and don't use weapons. So I think that's kind of silly, but I think the action was pretty, pretty good in this episode. And I thought it was one of the strong points. What did you guys think about the action in this episode? Eli, AJ, somebody jump in there. Tell us what you thought. 
there was there was there was action, but to there me was. at least <laughs> it felt like there was a little bit of a lack of it. At least to me, and I know, you know that you're supposed to start as slow for the first episode, but mm-hmm. if you want to introduce action, you should at least give a decent amount. And I felt that maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. really living up to the amount that I expected, but it was really, really close to it. I guess this this yeah. was longer than many episodes as well. I mean, I don't know yeah, I mean it was an hour, hour long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was. I think yeah. this is the longest episode so far, if I'm not mistaken. Which which um, kind of makes which kind of makes it worse because you did have time to throw in some extra scenes in there, and mm-hmm. instead you chose to kind of like, you know, drag out some of the some of these options here, you know. Um, but it, again, it, you know, if if you do this in the middle of the season, I guess you can get away with it. But because it's a season premiere, it's 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 one of those things where it's like you know. Why did you choose to do it this way? I guess you know. I, I guess okay. something something that they could have done just to, since they had a lot more time is yeah I know you said this but I'm just gonna restate it um they could have built on we could actually seen a duel between him and Cobb yes, Van that's what I want you wanted. know what I'm saying yes it, it just feels like you could have had that in there and then <laughs> have the crate dragon yeah, dragon and, actually interrupt it that would have made a lot of sense yeah and it, i guess know, they would have if, probably bounced some, some blaster bolts off of each other since they were both yeah. wearing pretty I mean, durable armor look, right? I, <laughs> look I, I, could I, have this is this is one problem that i have a lot with the other shows um i think andre knows which show i'm i mean but they <laughs> they bring in like characters but they're they just seem hollow i guess it's like they're Ooh. just there just to they're just there to just to be there and just Ooh. to push the story but not necessarily just not necessarily there to be a character. Eli, let me ask very quickly, is there any character you think was really like guilty of that? Is there any character you thought like why is this character even in here now or at all specifically well, that, in the episode? That's mainly the the dude who... Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth. I, I was going to agree that's with you. I was going to mm-hmm. say the same thing. I was like, Cobb Vanth is kind of hollow, and that's the missed opportunity because it could have been, mm-hmm. it totally could have been Cobb Vanth. Like, like Mando goes and he's like, I need that armor. And Cobb Vanth's whole motivation, which he even states, is like, I have this armor to protect the town, mm-hmm. and no one's going to take this away from me. Okay. And okay. that would have been the conflict. I would okay. almost would have liked to have seen just an episode just of them too. focusing no and even even just focusing on Cobb Vant you know what I'm saying where we get you know he, or at least half of, ep, of, man, of an episode you know what I'm saying and man, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you how it should have been run you know okay. I'm gonna tell you how it should have been run it okay. should have been the first episode is almost how basically how this one started he meets Cobb Vant he says I need the armor Cobb Vant says no way Jose I'm keeping this armor because I need to protect the town they Trump fight brothers. And then they get interrupted by the sand serpent giant snake dude thing. And that's kind of like when they kind of retreat and the episode ends. The second episode is where they start start bonding. You get the backstory and all the flashbacks with Cobb Banth. They start bonding and realizing that they can work together. Then the third episode is where you do all this stuff. And now the show has been marinating. And then when we get that big reveal at the end, it just like it's just a bigger pop. That's the other. That's how thing it should have been done. Yeah, and that's the other thing. That big reveal, they should have held it back. 
that that should not have mm-hmm. been in the first episode. And again, not at all. We we don't know the pacing of what this season is going to be like. Right. This is going to be something that we'll probably discuss when you know the season is finished. But I think that you could have made a case where that big reveal at the end could have been held back a couple of episodes just to make it more impactful. You know, I I will say. Um... What was I going to say? Oh yeah, excuse me. We we are going to have at some point another big reveal this season that we already that we already know about. So I think at least for me, it's okay to give some big reveals it. early on. I'm not going to mention it. I promise you, I won't mention it. But there is something big coming out later on this season. In fact, there might be a couple of big moments yeah, for those fans of, of the cartoons, right? So Absolutely. I think that when you have that many big moments that are going to come up, and then you have still the storyline from last season, right? Um, then it's okay for this big reveal to kind of occur, but I'm not going to say that you guys are totally wrong. It could have been something that was stretched out into two or three episodes as well. I do want to wait and see until we see episode two and three though, to see what they do with this, to really give my, my judgment on it because I saw season one as kind of very much a single movie. And I know we, we did have our kind of thoughts about how like there were three separate movies throughout the season as well, but I saw it as one single narrative, which of course it is. It's a TV show and it's a series, but I think that I'm okay with being a little more patient and seeing how this this goes on, right? So no let's see. Um, what did you guys think about the the acting, the dialogue, some of the characters that were introduced, and some of the humor in this episode? Was there anything that you really enjoyed about that um, in this episode as well? Yes, or... I, I did. You mm-hmm. want to know what it was? So when we were talking about this yesterday, Wolfie was talking to me about how I needed to like respect how serious and awesome <laughs> that a certain character should be. But uh, after I saw the latest callback to one of his biggest Fs in Return of the Jedi, I don't oh, know. Man. How can I do that? <laughs> that was a great callback. That really was. That is something that if you know that that's a flaw in the armor that really needs to be fixed yeah <laughs> it really really does i really enjoyed that the humor when when cobb vanth gave him boba fett's armor and he was like you tell your people that i didn't break that in in reference to the jetpack it's yep. the rising phoenix right that's what they call the mandalorians call it yeah i thought that some of that was some pretty great humor uh in the episode and although i think that you guys felt that cobb vanth maybe should have been should have been revealed in a later episode. I love Timothy Oliphant. I think we all kind of love Timothy Oliphant and whatever roles he's been in. So I think that in spite of the fact that maybe we could have moved him to another episode, I still loved his acting. I thought he was great. Again, he's basically the same character that he isn't justified or Denwood or whatever else. But I thought he was good in it. I I don't think any of us are saying that he should have been moved to a later episode. We just feel like it should have been drawn out more. I thought it was great that he was revealed now, just I just hate the fact that his whole storyline is pretty much done. I want to see more of his character, mm. not less. Yeah, I want to see more. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would have loved to have seen him, like, basically, like, another Cara Dune where, like, okay, this person's going to be, you know, part of this show or this season. Like, a mm-hmm. little bit more of, like, the Mando crew, so to speak. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I think we're certainly going to see more. But, again, that's just my opinion right now. And we'll yeah. see how this season certainly plays out over time for sure. Are there any other thoughts that you guys had maybe on like some some of the characters that were introduced or 
any of the dialogue or any of the humor. I, I did think also that John Leguizamo did a fantastic job even in the short time that he was in the episode. I like these yeah. cameos that they come up with. And we um, got skinny Gamorrean guards. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, oh, we, exactly. got, yeah. we got fit, fit mixed martial art <laughs> Gamorrean guards. You know what I'm saying? Not the fat slobs that um, inhabit Jabba's oh. palace, you know? That was a, a that was opportunities um, to like slack off there. What what is what, who's walking up to Jabba's <laughs> palace exactly? Yeah, but you're still playing like a bodyguard type of thing. You're you're a guard. Have respect oh, yeah. for the have respect for the profession, please. You know. I thought the Gamorrean guards were bigger and tougher than that too. Myself, but I I will say actually one of my favorite early moments was when that Gamorrean guard like jumps out of the ring to try to do like a body <laughs> splash <laughs> on Mando. <laughs> When, when they're all attacking him at the beginning of the episode and he kind of just jumps, he just gets out of the way and that guy just knocks himself out and, the, and that's, very, that stuff is over. Very WWE. You know? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking in that moment. And I thought it was a really, really funny moment early in the episode. Although I do yeah, I agree, like it was that. weird how thin the Gamorrean guards were. I always thought they'd be like these more heavy set characters. Yeah, but or at least more, more buff. You know what I'm saying? What, what, about, what about you guys, Walt? boys like what what what, did, what was your favorite moments or one of your favorite moments yes well for me um i i enjoyed the the fight with the crate dragon and i i did like how they found a way to get um some legends lore in there because the way that he healed that he killed the crate dragon is yes. very similar to the way that boba fett kill kills and gets out of the sarlacc you know, in the Legends be, canon, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. in the Legends canon, you know, he uses the jetpack to blow up, you know, to give him some release from the from the Sarlacc, and then he uses concussion grenades to get out. And you know, Mando kind of does a similar thing where he uses the um, the uh, Bantha, right? Yeah, the Bantha that's, with all that's the uh, loaded yeah. with all those explosives and stuff actually gets eaten by the crate dragon. And then blows the thing up and then gets out of the crate dragon using, you know, the electricity, the the shock mechanism that he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought That's that how was, it was a really Knights of the Old Republic as well. That's the mission yeah. in Knights of the Republic. You kill a crate dragon in very much the same way. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a, a very nice callback. But again, I expect this from these guys because these guys are such nerds of Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, that but I thought that whole crate dragon thing was was kind of like a, a fun little romp, you know, in terms of the action of the episode. You know, I, I enjoyed the fact that you know the the guy the the Tuscan Raider brings out the Bantha to kind of you know bait the thing, and then he's the guy that gets eaten, and the Bantha's just kind of like hanging out and stuff, you know. So you know, there was a lot of a lot of interesting things that they did yeah. with that 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 piece right there. That was really hilarious. Who else? What about favorite moments from Eli, AJ, Wolfie? What did you guys think about the episode? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm a, this, this is where I, I have to jump in. Okay. I have to jump in here because my favorite moment, mm-hmm. I think everybody knows what my favorite moment is. The very beginning. But it's when we get the silhouette of the man, the myth, the legend at the very end. I'm sorry. And we turn around that. and who do we see, AJ? Who do we see, AJ? Are we revealing Listen. this? Is this spoiler? Yes, time? we're revealing this. This is this I, is that so, spoiler, that little bit that we're miss that we've been salivating and savoring until now. AJ, who I, turns around and and comes into frame, you know, as the show ends. 
Well, a lot of us are actually led to believe that it's Captain Rex. Yeah, (laughs) it's not, and we know it's not. (laughs) Listen, I didn't see that particular part of the episode. We're almost certain it's not. Hey, Wolfie, I didn't see that particular part of the episode because all of a sudden my stomach, my stomach was feeling weird, and I had to go to the bathroom. So, all right, guys. So everybody that's listening, everyone that's listening, (laughs) Boba Fett makes the appearance. Uh, Tamura Morrison sure turns around. Fat? Yes, we are because he's scarred up all over his face. He are has no sure eyebrows from the clone? acid. Yes, it's. Are you sure Boba it's not Fett. Captain Rex? It's Captain Boba Rex was scarred up too. To be fair, yeah, he was. Excuse me. Captain yeah. Rex was. Captain all Rex was. Up. He was scarred up too. To be fair, he was scarred but, up, but he still has eyebrows. I would agree <laughs> with, with Wolfie on this one, though. I come think on, guys. Guys, it's yeah, Boba Fett. It's Django Fett. I mean, no, it's Boba it's Fett. Not- <laughs> Django's dead. And, and man. so, so everyone that everyone that wants to understand why all the hoopla with them is because this is literally the last time that they're going to be able to talk smack about Boba. Sadly, because Boba, he is alive. There, we'll but he's see, still though. not a Mandalorian like you you claim him to be. So, oh you God, know. it's a creed. It's a creed. We discussed this already. <laughs> Did we not? <sighs> There's going to be a whole other episode for this conversation. This is going to be a whole again, season. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be, be a whole season, season of, okay? of conflict. Well, listen, to, to be quite honest, you know, I, 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 there is a, a case to be made just because of the kind of weapons that he was he, he had on. Um, the, the weapon, especially the one, that big rifle that he has, it, it looks very much like Mando's weapon. He's, it's got that, um, the... Uh, the very end that's curved that looks very much like Mando's Mando's gun. So, you know, you can make a case that that is a Mandalorian weapon, or you can make a case that it's a Tuscan Raider weapon. I don't I don't know, but the yeah. butt of that gun, the butt of that rifle looks very, very much like Mando's gun. If so, anything, like it's possible that that's a Mandalorian uh, rifle, but it's definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. a sand a Tuscan Raider staff that he seems to have on his back. Absolutely, and it looks like yeah. he's wearing a Sand People outfit, yep. right at the end of the episode. What did you guys catch that? Do you guys think that he was maybe, possibly one of the Sand People that was actually fighting alongside Mando and Cobb Manth during the episode? Because I, I don't think that, that he was fighting that. alongside yeah, him. I don't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would he be wearing that outfit otherwise, though? I mean, why would they highlight that? Like, I don't know. I don't. I would. I don't know if it's exactly the same people's outfit. It's just I think it's like a desert outfit. I mean, you know, uh, what's a forgot um, you know, oh my God, what's his name? Jesus Christ, Luke Skywalker's like uncle. I forgot what his uncle's name is. Owen. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Ben. He his 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 garb kind of looks like it. You throw a rifle over his shoulder, and all of a sudden it looks like Boba Fett. The only thing yeah. that I would say is that, and and you know, it's we we will have our theories about this, and we'll see. But there's, it doesn't look like the cape that a lot of characters wear, or the robe that a lot of characters wear, because it has that sort of frayed fabric that the sand people only really have. Like if you look at the hood, the fabric is all trashed and messed up. You usually have slightly better fabric on the other ones. They have better fashionistas, I guess, for the the rest of the Star Wars characters. Sand people don't have the best uh, fashion designers. Captain um, Rex would work. But you guys could like be that. right for sure. It's possible that it's not at all a sound people outfit, but I get the sense Boba. at least. <laughs> I get the I get the sense at least that there's maybe he embedded himself with the sand people or allied himself with the sand people in the same way that Mando did. We will certainly see later on if that's the case or not. Why did um, it take I, Boba five years to find his armor? 
Maybe he didn't Who care. Who says that he was looking for it? Remember Maybe that in the lore, Whoa, Boba Fett, in the lore, hold on, hold on, uh-huh. in the lore, Boba Fett shed the armor because he it was he, it was thought and, thought and believed that he had up to three uh, full sets of armor. You know yeah, what I mean? So he doesn't need knowing, any armor. Knowing how... <laughs> How hiding in plain sight, what's wrong with you? But how and nobody saw his face. How these Mandalorians are so you know in tune also, and, and to, together well, with their armor. To can I can I make a point on that too, though? Off, you know, it seems a little weird. Five years, let's two, remember, let's remember, not best, it's not it's not. Well, it's not that they have to wear the armor at all times, it's just that nobody can see them, no other living being can see them outside of the armor. That's Nobody's true, yeah. Them. Nobody's that's what it is. They can't they because because Mandel is, takes off his helmet too, but only in secret. Yes, but which is exactly. a, a weird plot point because in the Clone Wars, every single Mandalorian has their helmet. Yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is a very weird thing. Yeah, you know? and and that and that goes to like the different factions and they follow. It's just like religion, right? Like there's there's Christian religions, but how many different factions, right? And they follow yeah. it a different way. I feel so, like Filoni and Favreau will explain Mandal- that at some point. The Mandalorian's like religion it. is their weapons and their armor. Right, but I, again, I, just like Jose I, said, I, that doesn't mean that he can't take off the helmet. No, no, Second I'm not thing, saying that. But, but he, won't discard, he won't discard the armor because he's like, okay, well, I got more armor. You know, it's 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 one of these things where it's like, you know, that's my armor. I got I got to get it. Yes. You know, the same way that Mando, when he saw the armor, he was like, oh, you can't have that armor. You know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't? Yeah, but Mando is a Mando still Mando still a noob. And he's still but, a, a I, green yeah. around the gills. He hasn't. He's not jaded to the, to, to the religion yet. Boba Fett is not really a Mandalorian. I, I'm sorry. I, oh you know my what? god! I, I understand. I understand. Hey, the, the I got the analogy, already. guys. I got the analogy. No, I think no. Boba Fett is like Jin Sakai. He left behind a, some aspects of the tradition in order to become even more powerful. That's that doesn't not make him a samurai. Theory. That doesn't yeah. not make him. I didn't say that he did. Remember, I I specifically said he lays behind aspects of it, right? He leaves behind some of the aspects of of, of samurai on it. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) So let me me give you my favorite moment, I think. And it's actually like, it's a moment, but it also ties into the rest of the episode. I really enjoyed the fight with the crate Dragon at the end. But I thought, at least for me, a fun Easter egg that also ties into like the crate Dragon and creating more of the lore. Um it's it maybe it's a little silly, but I thought it was really cool that the crate dragon basically made the same sound that Obi Wan Kenobi made to scare off the Sand People in Star Wars in the original Star Wars. That yep. like crate dragon noise. They basically sampled it and they added to it a little bit. They like added some more tones to it to make it more of a huge monster sound. But I thought that that was to me that was really cool. I just thought it was a really cool moment again, and I, we we all love. I think we all agree that we we love about Star Wars, but also about Favreau and Filoni dropping these beautiful Easter eggs in, in every episode so far from original Dude. trilogy or for all of that. I think that that's a wonderful thing that they've been doing with these episodes for sure. Don't forget the Pearl. The Great Dragon mm-hmm. Pearl? Don't forget the Pearl, yep. Because mm-hmm. remember, that was in Old Republic. That's, that's that all. Was, yeah, that's all canon, yeah, right? That's that from that all, mission, I believe, that we talked that was, about. Yeah, you had to get it because that's, that's part Kyber there. So you make lightsabers out of that. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that was a huge I, I thing. Love that again, them tying back Star Wars lore perfectly. You know what I'm saying? And in a way that's not obtrusive, and it's not like you know you're 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 explaining it to the the audience. The people who are nerds pick that up like this. 
The people yes. that don't, they'll be like, okay, that's nice, and and just move on. But it's not intrusive in that way, you know what I'm saying? Which is another thing that I love about how they do this, you know? Yeah, and even, like, very very quickly, like, I watched this with my girlfriend. She hasn't seen season one, just like one of, one of the other people that was in our group, um, your brother-in-law, his yep. wife, had not seen season one as well. But, you know, it's definitely – there's definitely a weird – not weird, but there's definitely an interesting disconnect between people who love Star Wars and people who don't. And she still really enjoyed the episode, but it's also like there's moments where she's like, what the heck is this part about? Why? Who is that guy? Like, who is that character? And I have to take a moment to kind of explain it. But, you know, I think it was still in, in for the most part, good for both fans and non-fans alike. And she's actually more interested in watching the show from here on out. So I can't Ooh, wait Eli. To I want to hear that. from Eli what his favorite moment was. Yes, sir. Give us your favorite moment, please, Mr. Well, Eli. actually, Walter already stated it, but it was the time where the Tuscan Raider brought out the Bantha, and he was actually eating himself. <laughs> I just, I just found that moment just something to chuckle. <laughs> it's a good moment. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but, it's a good um, comedic moment. Nothing other, nothing other, else in the in the episode really did catch my eye, which is. That's 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 just that just goes to show um, that it's not entirely the best episode, but I expect to see better episodes upcoming. Yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good episode as well. Um, What are the details you guys noticed or do we want to maybe do a quick review of the episode or quick reviews? What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna review this and give you the score real quick because we actually have to bounce. Um, so, but AJ, what what did you think of the episode overall? I give mm-hmm. it a nine out of ten. Wow, that's, that's I think because of the kaiju serpent really uh, bumped it up for him. You guys probably minded this a lot, but I'm I'm a detailed I, I like absorbing details and mm-hmm. extra stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of the reason why I like the episode and why I didn't really mind that there wasn't a lot of action, but yeah, this is fun. Um, Same. for me Same. Okay. I mm-hmm. would have rated this higher if this was in the middle of the season. So but if we're looking at this solely for the fact that it's the premiere of season two, I got to give it a seven out of 10. Um, I, I don't think that, I don't think that there was enough to, mm-hmm. to excite me. Now I'm definitely going to be watching the rest of the season, right? That's a yeah. given, <laughs> but of course, I, I, I think that they could have made a case where you could have come up with a, something a little bit more enticing for that premiere for me, like I said, after I watched it, I was like, okay, it was a nice episode, but it wasn't It wasn't like one of these things like Wolfie said where season one, the first one, we're like, wow, I got I can't wait till they, they till Friday comes, you know? It was just okay. like, okay, it was it was fine, you know? Man, okay. I mean I don't I don't really have to say this, but you guys you guys already know how I remember. Oh Lord. What do but you think? I'll, Is this I'll a corny scale? <laughs> Uh, okay. The corny scale. It's it's not corny. I'll give it not that. corny. But I'll give it the benefit okay. of the doubt and say mm-hmm. it's a five out of ten. It's okay. <laughs> That's the benefit it's of the five doubt. Out of 10. That's a benefit. Okay. That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> That's on the lower half of the scale. Failing Yo, three. y'all, y'all, young people be hating, bro. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> Damn. 
I don't know about a five ten. Okay. Five. All right. It was probably that corny because of. <laughs> uh, I can't even put it together right, but you know, corn on the cob. <laughs> <laughs> on the cob, man. Oh God. That was quite corny. No buffet. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. Okay, I see I see what this episode did. This episode no did for buffet. Geek Get Geek. It set the tone for the rest of the season, huh? Okay. I Not see how me, these bro. reviews are gonna work. Like I said, I've been on your side since the beginning, and you know this. Okay. So like you could talk to to AJ and Eli and Walt. There's the they're the ones who are giving you crap all the time for Boba Fett. Hey, hey, I know. I see. <laughs> Not me, man. Not me. <laughs> All right, so um, can I get? Oh, let me give my review real quick, if sure. I may, and then uh, Wolfie, you can give your review and also tell us about some things that we might be giving away pretty soon too, because that's some yeah. exciting stuff as well. So for me, um, I'll give a, I'll give you a pretty quick uh, recap. For me, I thought it was an eight out of ten. I'm kind of in the middle of everyone else. I think for me, the reason that I enjoyed it is because I actually really enjoyed the filler episodes. I didn't have much of an issue with kind of how they were kind of disconnected because I saw. To me, again, this is my opinion. I saw, and I know we all saw that 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 they were going to be revisiting those characters. So I enjoyed it in that way. I thought the action was good. I will agree that maybe there are some things that they should have picked up from threads from season one, and maybe some threads that they could have extended on this one. Hello. But I want to save that kind of judgment for again episode two, episode three, for later on or something like that. So. I mean, yeah, for me, it's an eight out of 10. What about you, Wolfie? What is your final opinion of this episode? So I think um, I don't want to be in the sevens, but I feel like I kind of have to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I really want to say eight out of 10, but there's just a there's my my barometer for success in the show is if I don't feel like I need to make any changes. And I feel like there's so many changes that I would have made. Okay. Not saying that I didn't like the episode. I did it. I did. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, and you know, all aspects of the, the, the episode itself were, were good. Um, but you know, I would have, I would have not completed essentially the Cobb Vanth Boba armor, uh, arc in one episode. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I would have had more of Baby Yoda. We had Baby Yoda in there. That's one thing that this episode was super lacking. Yeah. You know, we, we were able to see Baby Yoda, but we didn't see him do anything. We didn't even see That's Mando. It. Yeah, we didn't even see Mando interacting or bonding with Baby Yoda. It's almost like Baby Yoda became like, for this episode at least, Baby Yoda became a just a prop. <laughs> Yo, and why, why did he bring Baby Yoda to that battle with the Great Dragon? Like, I understand that he's not 100% Especially when he has Pelly. a babysitter that he trusts. Yeah, like, well, he doesn't, it sounds like he doesn't 100% trust her because at the beginning of the episode, she does that little, like, oh, like, I'll buy him off of you. Just kidding. Not really. That might have given, yeah, like, a but, planting of, But like, that doesn't make sense because he, because he trusted her before he even knew her at all. Yeah, I mean, last it's season. so that iffy. doesn't make sense. That that doesn't pass a smell test. But he should have definitely left left the baby yeah. Yoda with Pelly, you know the what child, I mean? whatever you want. Um, there were so some you, really cool aspects. Yeah, in 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 the show, I really like one thing that we didn't talk about was uh-huh. the um when when uh 
the when when Mando and Cobb Band started fighting together in unison, mm-hmm. that looked like such a really cool, coordinated, synchronized like Mandalorian attack. It's almost like yeah. Cobb Band knew the Mandalorian Creed. He didn't he didn't use the armor the way that like someone that just found it used it. He used it as if he was trained in the Mandalorian arts, knowing how to use the Rising Phoenix and whole mm-hmm. nine. So that's I got Iron Man vibe. Honestly, yeah. when he used the missile, like, and that yeah, was yeah. I mean, to me, that was like, well, yeah. And then that's the other thing too, like you know, using the the original Boba, the the, the Boba armor, the way that it's supposed to be used with like mm-hmm. the 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 scanner antenna and everything to like yeah. lock on for the um, <laughs> yeah, that was the awesome. missile and everything. Like that's cool, you know what I mean? So yeah. there was a lot of cool factors, but again, it was just too many things that I would have changed. Um, and so I'd give it like a seven out of seven point five. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, say seven point five out of ten. Okay. Okay, you know, so we all generally um, if, if there was, enjoyed it. Yeah, but yeah, we all enjoyed it. That's better. the thing. I loved it. I think that if it was episode three, it would have been a ten out of ten. <laughs> if it was episode three, if I had Boba Fett build up, if I had Cobb Vanth build up, if I had a little bit more Baby Yoda, then this would have been a ten out of ten for me. Yeah, it was you definitely know? better than the Rise of Skywalker. We can say <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, I understand your point, though, for sure. Like, there were definitely some moments. I think I was a little more tolerant of it, but we're not that far off on our review. And it seems like we get about a seven and a half or a seven overall if we bring all the the crew's scores together, which definitely ain't bad. And we definitely are recommending that people, Star Wars fans especially, continue to watch the show. Oh, absolutely. Even even people who aren't fans, like my girlfriend, enjoyed it. So if you're a sci-fi fan, an action fan, a spaghetti western fan, it's still a show we would recommend, obviously. But, yeah. So... All right, we did oh, a review. One more thing. Can, one more yeah, thing. Go ahead. So, um, you know, in in light of and in honor of the first episode of yes. Mandalorian season two premiering and this first review, we're going to be doing another pop giveaway. So, yeah. please pay attention to uh, our, you know, Instagram feed and Facebook and everything this week. At Get Geek um, Podcast, we will be uh, debuting the pop, um, the contest. Won't reveal mm-hmm. what it is just yet. Uh, hint is probably a Mandalorian, <laughs> something related to the Mandalorian. It might but, be. <laughs> uh, we will uh, put out the contest details on Monday along with uh, dropping this episode. So 100%. please uh, take a look at that. Be ready for it. And I hope that, you know, you guys are excited for the pop and excited for like the rest of the season the way that we are. 100%. Yeah, it's going to be a good giveaway. We've had some great giveaways so far. We want to thank everyone that supported the podcast, and we want to congratulate everyone that's won some of our awesome Funko Pop figurines in the past in our previous giveaways. So, yeah, definitely check out those details, as Wolfie said, this Monday on the At Get Geek Podcast Instagram as well. The details will be everywhere else on our Twitter and all of that as well, but Instagram is one of the main ways we communicate these giveaways, and usually... The rules are are based around Instagram and tagging and all of that stuff. But on that note, let's just mention that if you enjoyed the podcast, if you want to win some Funko Pop stuff, and just generally, uh, if you like us as people, and we're all pretty cool, so I think you should do this for us, like, rate, share, and subscribe to the podcast. That's the thing to do if you enjoy our podcasts. And you can find us where any of your favorite podcast platforms are sold. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and Amazon Music. I don't think iTunes is a thing anymore, right? So I should probably stop saying that. But yes, please, please, please like, rate, share, and subscribe. There's nothing you can do that would support us as podcasters more than that. And again, we love y'all fans out there. We appreciate you. And we thank those of you that have liked, rate, shared, and subscribed to the podcast so far. 
And always, as as we've mentioned before, uh, we want to thank those of you that dealt with any sound issues or artifacts during this episode. We think we're getting better every week. We hope that all of you out there agree. Um, but we're recording remotely, as we've mentioned every week so far for the last few months. Um, and we're doing our best. So again, thank you to those of our fans that have dealt with any sound issues and still listen to some of the great content that we put out there. Um, yeah. One more thing, actually. Yes, sir. If I'm not mistaken, this is our 50th episode. Is it? I think you're right. Yeah. Yes. This is and our 50th this is episode. So, so happy to us. Happy, you know, congratulations, anniversary, or bye, you know, centennial, anniversary. I don't know what yeah. to say. So, but yeah, Half like this is our... Yeah, well, this is, is we're at the we're at the half at the halfway point from like the the, the big 100. So, you know, thank you guys for yes. you know listening because without listeners, there would be no reason for us to get to 50, yeah. let alone any more episodes than what we're doing. Now. And we have so much fun on this podcast, but yeah, without you guys, like we'd just be doing this in the living room or doing it over a phone conversation. But we recorded because we got some great fans that actually really enjoy uh, some of the stuff that we talk about somehow. So. Thank you very much to our fans out there. Congratulations to the crew on getting to our 50th episode. We're going to have a lot more great content for you coming out soon. Thanks for joining us for this week's recap of The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1. And as always, to all of our fans out there, all of our friends and all of our geeks, please stay geeky, my friends. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da